T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We're back here on Sports Talk. Steve Geller along with the Cajun Cannon, Bobby Bear, and happy to welcome in Saints Super Bowl champion Lance Moore. Always a pleasure. How you doing, Lance Romance? What's up, fellas? How's it going? All right, Lance. Uh, so what do you think? I, I know um, obviously you're a big part of the Saints offense and their prolific history under Sean Payton and Drew Brees, and Pete Carmichael's a big part of that. Now, correct me if I'm wrong. Uh, there is an art, uh, we talked about this, the calling plays. But in your experience, wasn't Pete Carmichael a big part of, like, um, setting up the game plan, what you could do in the red zone, okay, down and distance, third down, whatever it might be. So uh, he's not an alpha dog, you know, uh, sneaky Pete. I mean, he's kind of shy, and you talk to him. He's a great individual, and he's been here for 18 years, but I thought he was a big part of what y'all did offensively. Uh, Correct me if I'm wrong. No, you're 100% correct, and I'll even take it a step further. I I even just tweeted it about 20 minutes ago. Um, We need to be thinking, Pete. We don't win that Super Bowl if we don't have Pete Carmichael. That's how important of a piece he was to not only just creating the offense, but making sure that we're put in the best position to be successful on the field. And like you said, there is an art to play calling. Um, and, and, and I just don't think that he, I'm not going to say he wasn't you know, capable. I, I just think that it was a little bit more um, than, than maybe he could handle. Right. Um, but with all that being said, wasn't the issue down the stretch. Our offense was moving the ball up and down the field. Our offense was way better in the red zone than it was early in the season. We had way more big plays. Our quarterback was protected somehow and was able to get the ball out on time to his targets. I mean, our offense looked really good at the end of the season, and it was almost one of those situations where you're like, hey, this is, this is what we should have been through the entirety of the year. And, and look, I, I understand – at the end of the season when things don't go the way that you expected or you come up a little bit short, that, that moves have to be made. I understand that. I've been around the game long enough, so I get it. But it's unfortunate that Pete ends up being the one that has to fall on the sword here. He's the guy that everybody's going to say, okay, he's the blame. He's the reason why we didn't get to where we could have possibly gotten or where we wanted to get to. While I think he's not totally absolved of blame. I do not think that he's totally to blame for the shortcomings of this team in the 2023 season. Now, uh, Lance, uh, 
Look, you are part of one of the most uh, prolific offenses, and uh, when you do it well over a handful of seasons, and uh, he was here 18 years, so I'm primarily looking at uh, you're part of uh, an offense that if you're not the best, uh, you're top three, or you're amongst the best. But when I look at Sean Payton and Drew Brees, what do you think that they think of Pete Carmichael and his contribution? I know we had that uh, that uh, the pickleball tournament, and Drew Brees is saying, hey, let me tell you, uh, Pete Carmichael knows what the hell he's doing. Okay, that was his opinion. But could you see maybe now in the future, because there's stability there, somebody doing the dirty work, or there's only, only so many hours in a day, that Sean Payton bringing Pete Carmichael on board in Denver because he knows the past success. Just break that all down. And when you look at it, what you observe as being a, a, a part of that offense, that uh, how uh, Pete communicated with Sean Andrew. Well, I mean, look, it's, it's unfair of me to compare, you know, the, the great Saints offenses of the past to the current iteration. Um, we've, we had a top, let's just say, top five all time so we're already starting out with an advantage, right? Right. Like just, just, just right there, we, it's unfair. Um, but the group of them together, the trio of Sean, Pete, and Drew, was, I think, what elevated it to the next level. What, what made us really, really special is to have those three minds in, together in the same room creating chaos for defenses. I mean, that, that is – to me, one of the better groups that we've seen in a long time to work with one another to uh, uh, figure out the best ways to attack. Um, and, and so I do think it's very, very likely that Pete ends up some way or another on Sean's staff. Um, he's too talented. He's too good at X's and O's. Um, and like you and I have both said, it, it's hard calling plays. Not to say that he, he was terrible at it because, like I said, he, he was good at the end of the season. I mean, he got it figured out and dialed in. And, and sometimes it takes time. I mean, it wasn't like he had Drew Brees at quarterback. He had to learn Derek. He had to figure out what was going on with the offensive line and why we couldn't protect him. Um, because we saw once he got protection, he was pretty dang good. Right. <laughs> you know? And I, I, know, I know a lot of Saints fans don't want to hear that or a lot of Saints fans want to say he sucks. But if we can keep him protected and upright, we saw some of the damage that he could do, especially with the weapons that we have on the outside. So, again, I get it. I understand changes need to be made. Um, and, and maybe Pete is a little too introverted for the modern player. Maybe he's not boisterous enough or, or animated enough or have the type of energy and personality that is necessary to get in front of the room on a daily basis and demand excellence from all of the guys on that offense. Maybe he wasn't the right guy. Um, time will tell. But I'm hoping that if that is the issue that they saw, they bring somebody in who is exactly the epitome of that, somebody who can come in and demand the room and be a very, very vocal and emotional leader for that group that I feel like at times needed one. Um, you know, it's, it's, the jury is going to be out, and, and it's going to be very, very critical I know the fans are going to be critical, but it's going to be a, a situation where all the former players are critical, especially the ones that played in this offense under Pete, and we're going to be having our eyes on them to figure out 
if the person that they bring in is going to be good enough or not. The jury's well, still out on that, but yeah. I, I just think it's it's not as simple as hey, we fired the guy that, that whose whose fault it was for our shortcomings. I just I just don't agree that he's the sole reason that this team ended up nine and eight, missing the playoffs and not winning a division that was very very winnable. Well, uh, you know, uh, Lance. With that being said, uh, I know he's an alpha dog. Now he has a little baggage, uh, but John Gruden. Uh, look at John Gruden. He's a Super Bowl winner. Uh, where he's at, uh, look. I, I mean, he was like to me, "Why in the hell would you leave Monday Night Football? Uh, you were the second coming to John Madden." I mean, all of a sudden, uh, I guess a hundred million dollars <laughs> with the Raiders that uh, that would entice that could you. Persuade some folks, uh, yeah. yeah, yeah, to come back. But when I look at like John Gruden, uh, and Lance, I want your opinion on this. I'm looking at the Saints um, and uh, the offensive staff. They've done that on the reverse side, and Dennis Allen ended up becoming head coach. You look at Gruden. Uh, if he'd be an addition to the offensive staff, are you running things? Because uh, you're not the head coach. Dennis Allen's the head coach. But you look at uh, that. What happened? Uh, the Saints made a similar move. If that would happen with Gruden in 2015, that's almost a decade. Not quite, it's not a decade, 2015, almost a decade, when they added Coach Allen to the staff as a senior defensive assistant while Rob Ryan uh, was the defensive coordinator. And we all know that Allen was promoted to defensive coordinator role 10 months later uh, when Rob Ryan was fired. And then we all know where Dennis Allen's at right now. So I'm telling you, uh, to me, when I look at John Gruden, I don't know what's going to happen there. Uh, but to command the room, uh, John Gruden, he's an alpha dog. Hmm. Sean Payne's an alpha dog. Uh, that, that would not surprise me if Mickey Loomis or Dennis Allen was comfortable, comfortable with that and that you bring uh, on board uh, John Gruden. I don't know, care about the damn emails and all that and what occurred there <laughs> and how you address all of that. But, but I know John Gruden and how the Saints organization and past relationships, if, if that would occur, that, uh, that I would not be surprised simply because they've done that on the opposite side of the football with Coach Allen and Rob Ryan, but you'd be doing this now with Pete Carmichael going to John Gruden. Yeah, well, look, I, I think that if, if John Gruden is willing and available, absolutely you make that move. I mean, I like 100%. I would do that with without any hesitation. Um, but there, there are uh, speed bumps or hurdles, I guess you could say, right? Because because of his situation with the lawsuit with the league and going through the legal process, I just don't see that as a viable option. While he's got ongoing litigation going against the league, that's not true, Lance. Um, uh, that that's not true. Uh, but when you say that. Uh, that, that is not true because you look at the coaches uh, that are suing the NFL and they're still uh, coaching. Uh, uh, Brian I, Flores. I'm saying, I'm saying for him. I'm saying for him specifically. Okay. Okay. I, I'm not. I'm not saying he's not allowed. Okay. I, I, okay. I okay. I got you. I got. Yeah, I, I got. I got. I got what you're saying. I just. I just think it's. It's a little more complicated than oh, John Gruden has spent time with this Saints staff and, and been in offensive meetings with them and, you know, over the last couple of years. And that, that's a smooth transition over because he's been with these guys. I, I, shoot, I'd love to have it. I, I, think it, it. I think he's what potentially exactly the personality that this offense 
needs, somebody to be able to come in and with a different energy, um, a, a different type of, of positivity, um, and honestly, a, a different level of detail that if you watch the games, it didn't seem like the last couple of years of Saints had that, that they used to have in the past under Sean Payton, a guy that was, was so fanatical um, and almost anal about the details, the very specifics. That, you know, people always say football is a game of inches, but it, I mean, Bobby, you know better than anybody. It is. And if, right. you are not, if you are not buttoned up and have your details in order, then it's so much harder, especially on offense, to have the type of success that you could have. You know, so yeah, yeah, but, I, I, look, I, w- I would love the hire. I, w- I would absolutely love it. But I just don't know that it's as simple as, oh, he's available. He's going to take that uh, no, job no, because uh, there's a relationship. Hey, hey, let me tell you, Lance, uh, I'll tell you what, with this, all this cancel culture and all like uh, it used to be politically correct. And then now it's cancel culture and what you're doing about. Let me tell you, that wasn't that long ago. In 2021, he resigned as the head coach of the Raiders. After a supposedly the racist, sexist, and homophobic, homophobic emails. What? That's like a trifecta. Racist, <laughs> sexist, homophobic. So you look about it. Okay. Think about everybody's emails. If everybody could look at everybody's emails and all what occurred, there'd be a lot of son of a guns that'd be in trouble. So I'm just, I'm just leaving it at that. But you look at the emails that were sent from 2011 to 18 to former uh, Washington Command Executive Bruce Allen. We all know that, and they discovered all, and then the league obtains this, and then they leaked it out. So that's why Gruen, he's saying all of a sudden, Roger Goodell and all, uh, that you damage his personal reputation, destroyed his career, and then he's seeking a, a monetary damages. So it goes, it goes on and on. The same thing, like I brought up Brian Fleury suing the league. Now, that was more uh, a kind of uh, affirmative action or a racist type thing uh, but with Minnesota. Then look at Steve Wilkes. He's suing the league, but he's coaching the 49ers. So, I mean, the NFL is so big, I, I think, even with Gruen suing the NFL, if you want to hire John Gruen, the NFL is not against that because they're they so big and powerful that they can handle John Gruen's situation. That's all I was saying about that. But uh, I don't know. The one thing, and I've said this, uh, and, and that all everything comes out now in the open, uh, Lance, you know that. The mm-hmm. one thing, New Orleans, uh, like Baltimore, you look at Atlanta at ATL, they're African-American cities. Uh, Bobby, what do you mean by that? Okay, look at the population. Even in New Orleans, it's uh, 60% African-American. Look in Baltimore, go to Detroit, whatever. It depends where you want a job opportunity, and uh, where's the local population or the fan base is at? I, I, I mean, I'm not making the rules. I'm just telling you how they addre- address things and how John Gruden might be confronted if he comes to New Orleans based upon what the hell happened from 2011 to 2018. And then they'll bring all that crap up. Where you might say, well, uh, uh, you know, I'm, I'm different or I've changed and all that. Uh, man, I'm going to tell you, you got a lot of people that don't want to hear that. They have an agenda and they don't want to hear that. That's why John Gruden might be hindered to be able to coach the Saints. Uh, that, that's just yeah, my I mean, opinion. 
I, I, I think it's, I think it's, uh, I agree with you that the, the NFL can handle it. The NFL can handle just about any situation. We've seen it happen in the past. Um, but it, it, it honestly, it, it would be up to, you know, uh, Mrs. Benson, Mickey Loomis, Dennis Lausha, uh, Coach Dennis Allen. I mean, it'd be up to all of those guys to look at the, the situation in its entirety and, and, you know, be okay with it. Um, and, and honestly, it, for all the people in New Orleans or any other city that would be against Gruden being signed, um, you know, or, or, or being brought on, one thing that I know, and you know too, Bobby, that cures all that is winning. Amen. <laughs> and so if he's able to come in and get this offense kicked in the gear and we're, we're cooking with gas and we're one of the better units and we're winning games, then nobody is going to be thinking about his emails. Right. So Amen. I just I, – I, not to say Amen. that what he was doing was okay, right? But, but I do know that – uh, you know, people, a lot of people have said some crazy things in their time. And, and if anything, we all deserve a second chance. Um, and so I, I, I think that, you know, I, I, if he's learned from the situation, which I'm sure he has, um, and, and gets right. his, uh, his due from the league because you, you, you know, kind of laid it all out. I mean, the, the NFL did have an impact on his career and his reputation, et cetera. And I think that's the big part about it for him it's it's not just a money thing surely he lost money because he got fired but he also uh uh, lost a lot of love and trust that a lot of people had in him based off of the things that the nfl put out there so um you know but if if we bring it back to just the total football thing um if he comes in and writes the ship then i would imagine for most people now all would be forgiven Talking with Saints, I agree with you, Lance. Talking with Saints great Lance Moore, obviously, about the offensive coordinator, Pete Carmichael Jr., now out with the black and gold. The team also parting ways with senior offensive assistant Bob Bicknell and also Lance wide receiver coach Cody Burns. Just want, uh, curious your thoughts there, uh, his second year with this squad. Who was thought, thought he did a pretty good job in developing that unit. Well, and, and Lance, before you elaborate, I, I told Steve and I told Mike at all this. Because he just got here. Right. But you know what? Uh, did he command the room? You can't be all buddy-buddies with the players. Obviously, uh, you want them to play for you, uh, but were you truly in control of the room? Now, I don't know. You, you have more than inside. You're a wide receiver. Okay, <laughs> do you think he was in control of the room? That, that to me, it was like, uh, I don't know, maybe to Michael Thomas and different players, uh, maybe he didn't have enough influence as far as being, instead of being buddy buddies with the players, you got to be their damn coach. Yeah, well, honestly, I, I don't know. Uh, I, I didn't. I have not spent any time with Cody, or, or nor in that receiver room. So, and I have, not, you know, I'm, I'm not a guy that's going to be asking players about their coach during the season or anything like that. Like I, I never wanted to be a, a, a splinter uh, <laughs> per se. Uh, but, but it is unfortunate. But you know what? I think the reality is. Whoever they bring in as a as a, as the offensive coordinator is going to have to be okay with who they want to keep on the staff anyway, right? Like, I mean, unless Da right. is saying, "Hey, you're you're going to be my coordinator. We're going to keep Doug Marone as our offensive, you know, line coach." Like, I, I don't know if that's what they've got in place. But generally, an offensive coordinator that comes in is going to well, want to bring his guys with him. Right, well, I got well, you. well, Lance. With that being said, uh, okay, listen. Uh, I know Doug Marone uh, played with him in the late '80s with the Saints. 
I don't know Doug Marone's future. And uh, does he want to continue to coach? Or do you want to fade off into the sunset? He has a lot of skins on the wall to retire, whatever. But what have you done for me lately? Has Doug yeah. Marone and you drive Trevor Penning and you look where offensive line is like on a roller coaster. I know Doug Marone knows what he's doing. I mean, Coach Saban hired him at Alabama. Then you come back in the NFL. He's been an NFL head coach. He's, he's done everything. But right now, were you going to make changes? Okay, and um, I'm not hating on Doug Marone, but is there anything to write home about or brag about our damn offensive line? No. I mean, come on. I mean, is that a, that's a fair assessment, wouldn't you say? It, well, yeah, that's fair, obviously. I mean, we, we couldn't protect the quarterback for about the first 10 weeks of the season. But I think a lot of that has to do with, with health. I mean, that, that we have to start with that. Like, we had a lot of guys get banged up. Um, but, yeah, I mean, you, you especially when you draft a guy as high as we did Penning, you've you got to be able to develop him. Um, and then it's even more striking at the end of the season when you're in jumbo packages and there's practice squad guys that got called <laughs> up that are on the field before Penning. Um, so, sure, it's on coaching, but, but at some point it's got to be on the player. Well, well and you know, Lance, you know what's crazy? You say it's on the player. Now, you might want him to be a tackle. Uh, you know, the scouting. Uh, you know, you can look at Jeff Arlen, uh, whatever. How we look at Trevor Penning. How they viewed Andrews Pete. Andrews Pete coming out of Stanford, he's supposed to be a damn tackle. Uh, not so much. Then he played a bunch of NFL games. We put him at guard. He was a solid NFL guard. Then he got hurt. He's up and down. We put him at tackle. After he played a bunch of games, he was outstanding. I'm telling you. Trevor Penning's a poor man, Andrews Pete, at guard. Trevor Penning is an NFL player, and I've said this, i said this, if you don't work out a tackle, you put him at guard like Andrews Pete. Trevor Penning in the future will be a guard that you can count on in the NFL, but not a tackle. Yeah, you, you might be right. And, and hopefully they figure that out sooner rather than later because we all know <laughs> we need guys up front to be able to protect this quarterback. Amen to that, Lance. Always appreciate your time. Have a great one. All right, Lance. Thank you. All right, guys. Take care. Same Super Bowl champ wide receiver from 06 to 2013, the great Lance Romance. Lance Moore, always appreciated his time. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. 
Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.